Jeremiah chapter 8 and verse number 21. I'm going to read it from the New Century Version just to save time instead of reading a couple of translations. But Jeremiah is in a conversation with the Lord. And the verses before this, God has actually responded to Jeremiah. And now this is Jeremiah's response to what God has said. Because, and if I understand this here and I've read it, in the past, but I've reread it today as I have felt this in my spirit. This is Jeremiah speaking now. Again, in the verses before this, it was the Lord speaking to Jeremiah, but now Jeremiah is responding to God. And so Jeremiah says, because my people are crushed, I am crushed. There's an old song that says, sometimes we laugh together, sometimes we cry. We are supposed to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. That's part of the beauty of being a part of the body of Christ to me. There's always people that are in the valley and there's always people on the mountaintop. And when you're down in the valley, you're supposed to look up at people on the mountaintop and say, I may be in the valley right now, but that's where I'm going to go. And when you're up on the mountaintop, you need to look back to the valley and be thankful for the mountaintop, but no, you're not staying on the mountaintop forever. You're going to go down into another valley. And that's why as the body, we balance each other out. And Jeremiah says, I am crushed. I feel what the people feel. I cry loudly and am afraid for them. And then in verse number 22, he asks this question. Isn't there a balm in the land of Gilead? Isn't there a doctor there? So why aren't the hurts of my people healed? He asked the question, isn't there some healing salve? Isn't there some ointment to be able to put on the wounds of my people who are hurting, who have been wounded? Isn't there a doctor there? And I want to declare to this congregation gathered here tonight, there is a balm in Gilead and there is a physician who has the ability to heal the broken heart, to bind up those that have been wounded. All I know to do tonight is what I normally do, and that's to the best of my ability, follow what I believe the leading of the Holy Ghost is. And I'm just going to tell you, a couple of days ago, I just had a burden that settled upon me that I just feel like there may be some amongst us that need to not just know that there's a balm in Gilead and not just know that there is a doctor there, but you need that balm, that healing ointment to be applied afresh and anew to you. And you need the great physician to reach down to where you are once again and prove that the answer is yes. In the context of the question here, if I understand in my study correctly, you can say that Gilead is representative of the church. The question of why aren't the hurts of my people healed, it's not because there's no balm in Gilead. 
It's not because there's no doctor there. There's a whole lot of reasons as to why the hurts of the people aren't healed. But I want to remind this congregation tonight, and I, I realize that it's it's a spiritual thing that, that some don't understand, but I want to speak into the spiritual atmosphere as we are outside this evening. And Brother Simpson's already led us, and we've already prayed. But I want to echo, and I want to declare to the spirit world tonight... I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it happens. I, I don't care how much challenges or difficulties there are. There is and there will be a balm in Gilead. And there will be a physician who has the ability to bind up the brokenhearted, to set the captive free, to heal those that are wounded. And I know we're not under normal circumstances, but I declare to you tonight out under the hot sun that that balm is here this evening and that that physician is here this evening <laughs> one of the definitions for the word balm or excuse me for the word gilead according to hitchcock's bible dictionary one of the definitions of gilead is a mass of testimony a mass of testimony. It's very easy when we get caught up in the current circumstances that we are in. And I'm not talking specifically just about today and what's going. I mean in general. In our lives individually, it's easy to get caught up in the current challenges that we may be in. And forget that there is a mass of testimony. That I may be going through some stuff right now, but if I'll just pause for a moment, I can think back over my life. And when I think things over, I can truly say that God's been good and I've got a testimony. And it's my testimony that I look back to that's going to get me through what I'm going through now. A mass. That says to me, to the question, is there a balm in Gilead? That says to me, to the question, isn't there a doctor there? Let's just look at the pile of testimonies. Let's just take a look at the pile of testimonies that are a witness to the fact that when I've been wounded before, God was my healer. When I was broken before, God was my healer. When I was called out of darkness, there's not a person here tonight that when you were called out of darkness, you didn't come into the kingdom of God wound free. You didn't get saved without any wounds in your life. Maybe some wounds were more traumatic than others. But every one of us, and even those of us that were raised in the church, we didn't come into this wound free. And I remind you tonight, there was, but more importantly than there was, a balm in Gilead and a physician. There still is. I'm, I'm, you, you, hopefully you don't know it and you can't tell it. There's a little bit of a war that's going on in my brain right now. I'm trying to let the right side win. Oh, hallelujah. Mark 5, 25. 
familiar passage. I'm not actually going to read it. I'm just going to tell you the high points. Most of you know the story. The Bible says there was a certain woman that she had an issue of blood. And for 12 years, 12 years, she went to physician after physician after physician. In fact, Mark 5 and verse 26 says she suffered many things of many physicians. You notice that? The people, oh, I told you I'd, I wasn't here to preach, but I feel it coming on a little bit. The ones she went to to get help, she suffered at at their hands. The ones she spent her resources on trying to get help, she actually suffered at their hands. And she spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. I know we can we could pick this song apart, and, and I understand that, so let's not get into a big debate about the song, but it just pops into mind, and so in this context, let me use it. It says, when you've tried everything, and everything has failed, try Jesus. I understand we shouldn't try Jesus as the last. I know we ought to try him as the first thing. But let's be honest. There's probably not one of us that when we came to Jesus, we hadn't tried just about everything. And actually what helped us to get to Jesus was we had tried everything and it did not work. But the problem is you can build up skepticism and cynicism and doubt and unbelief and don't really think that Jesus can do it. But after 12 years, 12 years, I believe I preached to some people this evening that you know what it's like to have 12 plus years built up of trying this and trying that and trying to get healing and wholeness and answers here and there and disappointment after disappointment and you're down to nothing. But finally she heard about Jesus and she said, in spite of all of the physicians I've been to, in spite of everything I've suffered at their hands, if I can just get to Jesus, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, and I've come to tell somebody tonight that there is a garment that is here tonight, and in spite of everything you've tried, every letdown, every disappointment, every bit of mistreatment, every bit of rejection, and may I say every bit of racism, there is a God that if you would just get to the hem of his garment, he is the physician. The psalmist said it this way, I believe that every believer needs to needs to at least be familiar with Psalm 73. The psalmist expresses the challenging circumstances that he found himself in, and in the beginning of that psalm he said, "My steps had almost slipped." I closed my iPad trying to give me and you hope, but I'm going to read it. 73 and 1. Truly, God is good to Israel. Truly, God is good 
to Israel, even such as are of a clean heart. Now listen to what he says in the honesty and transparency of this psalm. But as for me, I know God's good to the church. I know God's good to everybody else. I know God's good to the body as a whole. But as for me, my feet were almost gone and my steps had well nigh slipped. I wonder, you don't have to respond outwardly if you don't want to, but I just wonder if there's not at least one person in this gathering on this patio this evening that you would be honest to say, you know what, I found myself in the last couple of weeks for a couple of different reasons. I've almost slipped. There's been a few things that I just don't know if I can take. There's been a few things I've seen and There's been a few things I've been through that I find myself almost slipping. I find myself almost stumbling. But if you skip down a few verses in the psalm and you get to verse 16, he says, when I thought to know all of this, when I was thinking about everything that was going on, it was too painful. And this is a part of the battle that's going on in my mind, and I'll at least break through part of it. I just got to believe that I got some brothers and sisters tonight that based on some things that have been going on in our world, not just in general, but now here in the last week, some of you are looking at some things that are a little bit too painful. Some of you are feeling some hurt and some pain that's a little bit too hard to try to work out and figure out. And so listen to what the next verse says. That's where I was. I almost slipped, and it was too much for me until... Until, until I got into all of that was too much until I got into the sanctuary. And I just want to remind you and point out one thing here. There was nothing that changed in the psalmist circumstances. Everything that had overwhelmed him, everything that had caused him to almost slip, not one thing changed. The only thing that changed was where he was. And he decided, I may be in the world, but I'm not of the world. And I know how to get into the sanctuary or into the presence of God. Because when you get into the presence of God, you can start to see things differently. You can start to think differently than you did. You can start to interpret differently than you did simply by getting in His presence. There is, there is a balm in Gilead. And I believe under the direction of the Holy Ghost, I declare to you tonight, this evening, right now, 
on this patio, on those rocks, on the concrete, on the grass, wherever you are, I declare to you not only is there a balm in Gilead, but that balm is here right now. And it is the desire of the Spirit of the Lord for that balm to be applied and for the great physician to reach down with hands of love and compassion and do what nobody else can do. So I want you to stand. Folks that were here this morning have heard this already. So humor me for a minute. For the record. Somebody say, for the record. For the record, we are practicing the proper guidelines and social distancing. For the record. It's a free country and what you choose to do on your own is, you're right. For the record, we are practicing social distancing. One of the challenges we faced the last couple of weeks as we've gathered together on Sunday mornings at Antioch Central is it's kind of hard to stand and just look at somebody across the patio and pray for them. There's something that draws you to them. And I think we know what that is. So I want you to listen to me carefully. For the record, we are practicing social distancing. And I know some of you have uh, medical reasons and things why you still are being cautious. And I've said it often and I will say it again. I fully respect and encourage that. I realize some of you are wearing masks and you have reasons for that and and, and it's not your fear, it's not your doubt, it's not your unbelief. It's just you're being cautious and you have reasons to be cautious. And I fully respect and support that. So if you are in the need of practicing for your health's sake, keeping some distance, then you just can stay right where you are in a moment. But if there's anybody here tonight, no matter what congregation you're a part of, But if you're here this evening and you'd be willing to say, I need, I need some of that balm applied. I need some of that healing ointment applied. If you need that and you don't feel comfortable getting any closer to anybody else, then I'm going to encourage you just to stay where you are and in just a moment lift your hands. And as I said this morning, I will say here tonight, if somebody remains at their seat, please don't invade their space. But if you're here and and you're, not that you're being irresponsible, but your burden and desire is a little greater than that for you, and you, you'd be willing to acknowledge, I need some ointment tonight. I need some healing balm tonight. I need, I need the great physician to reach down and touch. I, I, I just want to go and I want to make it clear again. I'm not talking about unity here tonight. I, I don't feel the need to preach the, on unity to this group tonight. That's not my burden. It's not why we're here. My burden is I just feel like there's there's somebody, and I don't care if it's one person. I just believe there's somebody tonight that you don't just need to know there is a balm in Gilead, but you need 
that balm applied. So if you're comfortable with a couple of people, and as we said this morning, we don't need a crowd of people, two or three is plenty. But if that's you and you're willing, you'd like for somebody to join with you, then I'm going to invite you right now to come stand down in this front area. And the bottom line is this. This isn't just about the circumstances that are going on right now that we're facing with with the challenges of racism racism and injustices because many of you have been going through stuff all along throughout COVID and other stuff. So this isn't about any one single thing. My invitation right now is it's not intended to be grouped in a certain category. I don't care what the specifics are for you. I just believe that there again, there are those amongst us that the Spirit of the Lord would just like to pour in some ointment and minister some healing and some virtue this evening. Oh, come on. I, I don't know about you, but I just feel a sweet presence of the Lord that's just settled in here right now. God, we don't just declare tonight in theory that there is a balm, that there is a healing ointment. We don't just declare in theory that there is a physician. We know it. And so, God, right now, I pray that it would begin to work. For those of you that are comfortable with coming and joining one of these folks that have come forward, I would invite you to do that. Again, I don't think we need more than two, three at the very most to join with somebody. But if you're comfortable coming and and letting the Spirit of the Lord flow through you right now, use you right now as a part of applying that ointment, that balm of Gilead, as a part of the physician ministering, I invite you. Oh, Hayarabo Seki Atalabahaya. Shilomo Santa Yarabo Sai.
Lives are healed and hope is found. 
Change.